Welcome to ICC Podcast. My name is Brittany, and I am so grateful that you are here and participating in this episode. I'm so excited for it. Um, this particular topic of always be being kind and having courage has been a motto in our house, um, but specifically for one of my daughters um, when she was going through a hard time. And I will share that later in the episode. Um, but hopefully you will be able to get something out of this podcast today that touches your heart and helps you to be able to face today's world and challenges with having courage and just being kind. Um, there's definitely power in that. Um, so where that statement comes from, um, is the movie Cinderella. I have always enjoyed the movie Cinderella. Um, The 1950s version was my favorite until they came out with the 2015 version, um, the more modern day version of Cinderella. And in the movie, there is my favorite line um, where Cinderella's mom, who is passing away due to an illness, wants to leave her daughter with some wise words. And she says to Cinderella to always have courage and be kind. And she um, passed away soon after that. And Cinderella always kept that statement with her and in her heart because she wanted to honor her mom. And we all know the storyline, how Cinderella did not have an easy life after that, um, after her mom passed. In the modern day version, her it shows that her dad ends up passing as well um, later on. And so she's left alone with her stepmom and her two stepsisters who are just terrible to her. Um, but she always remembers her mom and how much she loves her mom and that she wants to be able to show and honor others by being kind and having courage even during hard times. And so during this time, Cinderella was able to go on through her life. And even though it was hard for her, she showed us that life can be good to you when you are kind and when you have courage. Is it easy? No, it's not. But life can still be good. So when this movie came out, goodness, it's been six years ago. Gosh, time flies, right? Um, We were living in Texas at the time. And I took my daughter Camry to see the movie. And we absolutely loved it. We were so excited. We couldn't wait for it to come out so we could buy it. And, um, this particular daughter, um, I have two daughters and this one in particular, she was in second grade and she had been struggling a lot during that time with school, um, her grades, but especially friends. And I thought I knew how bad it was. Um, it's so much easier to ask girls questions like how their day is and what they had for lunch versus boys. And I can say that because I have a teenager boy and it's the like, how was, how was school today? Fine. How was lunch? 
Good. What do you have? I don't remember. But like if you can get a girl to just start talking to you, you're golden. And so I felt like we had that open conversation where she was pretty good about telling me what was going on. So there was a specific day that I remember like it was yesterday. And my sweet girl, Camry, is now 12. So she's obviously grown up a lot since this time. But this one day, I was in the middle of grocery shopping and at HEB. I don't know if you guys have been to an HEB in Texas, but y'all need to go. If you ever are in Texas, you will see why HEB is the best grocery store on the planet. It's like going to the mall for grocery shopping and you don't want to leave. So I was kind of in that mindset when I was grocery shopping. And I had this thought come to mind where I was thinking, you know what? I need to go to lunch with Camry. And I thought to myself, I don't have time today. I've got to get home. I've got to unload these groceries. I've got other errands to run. I've got laundry to do. I'll go to lunch tomorrow. It's, it's a much easier day. I can take my time. And so I was enjoying my HEB moment trip and I got out to my car and I had the feeling again, go to lunch with Camry. And so I kind of like did that thing where you're like, why, like, is this my head talking to me or is this like, where is this coming from? And I got it again, perfectly clear, go to lunch with Camry. And so I was like, okay, three times I am like, this is a warning, like, listen up, Brittany. (laughs) So I thought, okay, I'll go. So I hurried and dropped groceries off. I was a little late going to lunch. I was a few minutes late and I get down to the lunchroom and I look in because they have, you know, those glass windows that you can see inside the lunchroom setting and the little tables. And I looked in and I'm looking for Camry and I see her sitting at this round table by herself. And, oh, my mama heart just sunk. And I thought, well, maybe her friends are still getting lunch and she's waiting for her friends. And so I walked in and sat down and I looked around and no one was in the lunch line. And I thought, well, maybe her friends are done and already outside at recess or something. And then I was like, no, they don't do that. (laughs) And so she saw me and was super excited and gave me a hug. And so I sat down and she starts eating her lunch and this little boy walks up and he looks right at Camry and he says to her, why are you sitting by yourself? And then the next part is what like got my mom and bear to like want to roar. And I lion, I guess that's roars lion growl. Is that a better word for bear? You know, the mom and bear, you all like you've witnessed that whether it's you or someone else, you've seen a mom and bear reaction. And the next part of his question was, well, doesn't anyone like you? And I sat there and I was like, is this really happening? Did he really just say this to my sweet girl in front of me? And then all these flood of emotions came to mind. And I'm like, how do I handle the situation? Like, do I, what do I do? This little boy is in second grade. And so as my mind is trying to process what just happened, Camry responds and she looks at him and as sweet as can be says, I don't know why no one's sitting next to me. And so the little boy sat down next to Camry. So then I thought to myself, well, that was nice of him. He wanted to be nice and sit down. 
Um, he wasn't talking to her, but he did sit down. So I'll take that. So I was trying in that moment to read my daughter's emotions. Um, I couldn't, she didn't seem like she was in a cry. She didn't seem like she was upset. And it seemed like I was the one that was upset, wanting to cry. Um, I had, I was going through all of it and I had, as I, she looked at me and was like, mom, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm great. And so she's like, well, how's your day? And I was like, it's good. And I realized in that moment why I needed to be sitting at her lunch table. And so we went on to talking and trying to make her feel better, even though I think she was the one that was helping me feel better. Um, I asked her how her day was and we were laughing and um, just being like nothing had ever happened. She was being just so sweet. And as the lunch went on, I, it was getting harder and harder for me not to cry because Camry was still so positive, which I was so grateful for, but I couldn't get past how she wasn't upset. And if she was just like trying to put on a brave face. And so I asked her why she wasn't sitting with the other girls and she looked right at me and she said, mom, there just isn't any room for me with my friends. And she's like, and they don't talk to me. So I really don't know if they're my friends, but that's okay because you came today and I usually just sit by myself. Oh, so that got me. I started to get tears in my eyes and I said a quick prayer that I could hold it together for her and I didn't want to embarrass her in front of her peers. And I prayed that she was okay and that lunch and school could be over. <laughs> there could be like a fire drill or something and we could just go home. And so she was cleaning up her lunch and I asked her, I was like, Cam, I was like, are you okay? Like, do you want to have an early day and come home with me? Um, we can go get some ice cream or something. And she looked right back at me and was like, kind of confused and was like, mom, I have to finish school. I love school. And then I'll be home soon and then we can go get ice cream. And she, that was that. She packed up her lunch. She gave me a hug and kiss. And she said she'd see me after school. And like, I'm not joking, skipped across the lunchroom. And I was sitting there. And I quickly grabbed my sunglasses in the lunchroom and put them on my face. Because at that point, I couldn't keep it together anymore. So I put my sunglasses on. And I start walking out of the lunchroom. And I, all I can fear, feel is like tears strolling down my face. And the feeling I had of just trying to get out of the school as fast as possible without running in the hallways and getting in trouble because there's a parent that's running down the hall. Um, I felt like my feet weighed 100 pounds each and I just couldn't move. And so I got out to my car and I sat there for a second. And all I could think to do was call my husband. So, of course, I called him and I was a hot mess. And 
at first he didn't understand a word I was saying. And then I finally was able to like calm down and tell him what had happened. And I told him, I was like, I don't know how she does it. If like, if she has to do this every day, like why does she like school and how is she doing this? And, um, I realized in that moment, I thought of the Cinderella movie we had seen weeks before and how even in that movie and after it was over that Camry was so realized how quickly like she's like, mom, Cinderella is just so kind, isn't she? And that that thought came to my mind when she really was my modern day Cinderella in my house when it came to like school and friends. Um, she was the perfect example to me on how to be kind and to have courage no matter what. And so here is my sweet seven-year-old that I was trying to lift her spirits. And maybe I did. I don't know. She did say that she was so happy that I was there. But that day I walked away that she lifted mine and showed me that no matter what anyone says, does, how they treat you or how they don't treat you, you have a choice. And your choice is you can either be kind to them, which sometimes means you have to be, have courage to be kind to that person. It works together. I think that there's movies that always have special meanings and lessons. And some other lessons in Cinderella that stuck out to me are don't give your power to anyone. Like in my story, like in life, people are going to be mean. I'm sure those of you that are listening can probably think of the last time a person was mean to you. Whether they knew who you were or they don't know you at all, you can probably remember that moment and how awful you probably felt. However, you can decide if you're going to let them make you feel bad and that you don't deserve people to be kind to you. You can decide to keep that power and not let them take that away from you. Another lesson that I love is no matter how bad things may get, you have to and must stay true to yourself. Things are going to happen. Y'all, I know it's, <laughs> it's, we're still in January. It feels <laughs> like we, we're in the middle of summer, but we're not, right? And I was talking to a friend and we were talking about just how crazy things are right now and how we have to kind of change things up on what we do. Um, if there are certain things that cause you to panic or have anxiety about what's going on, on, on how bad things are in the world, in our country, whatever that looks like, that we have to stay true to who we are, that we're happy and we can be joyful. And even 
if things are hard, that's okay. We can get through them together with each other and our friends and support. And so don't change who you are because there's bad things going around. You have to rise above it. You cannot let it drag you down. You have to just be able to feel that. Don't let the weight of the bad weigh you down. It's not worth it. I love magic. (laughs) I do. Um, I think I can do magic tricks. I totally can't. I think like when my kids were two, I thought I was like a super great magician and could trick them. And now they, it doesn't work. So I don't think I ever really was a good magician, but in Cinderella, there is a lot of magic. And so I like to think that we still can believe in a little magic, but change the magic to miracles and tender mercies. So listen, we may not have our fairy godmother who is going to come and clean your house and do your laundry or do your homework, take your test, go to work for you. The list could go on forever. It would be awesome. And that would be an amazing miracle, right? But we do have Miracles and tender mercies that are just as powerful and magical. Good things will still happen and they are going to still happen in your lives. I promise you that. They may not come all the time. They may come in your worst possible moment where you are standing there waiting for something to happen and it doesn't. And you are trying to pick up your pieces in your life. And then you receive your miracle and your tender mercy. But I promise you, they are there. They have not gone away. And we can still have those little bit of magic sparkles. Or other words, miracles and tender mercies. That will, they'll sparkle your life, I promise. And when they come, give thanks. And say your prayers of gladness and joy and embrace them because, like I said, they don't come all the time, but they do come. The last part that I love, I think, the most about the Cinderella storyline is forgiveness and that we need to practice forgiveness. My daughter... Camry has always had a forgiving heart. Always. There is other more stories that I won't share here today um, that she, that story wasn't the end with friends and things that had happened in school. And it actually got worse before it got better. And um, she always, always had a forgiving heart. She, I would remember there would be a specific girl in her class that was just awful to her. And she would tell me about it. And I'd be like, Cameron, you don't have to talk to her anymore. Like, just stay away from her. Like, she is not very nice to you. And she'd come home from school and I'd ask her how it went. And she was like, oh, we played at recess. And I was like, what? (laughs) Why would you do that? She's like, well, she was being nice to me. So I just figured I'd be nice back. And so again, 
another reminder that we can have a forgiving heart. So even when people are mean to us, we need to forgive them, which she was the best example to me about that and still is today. It isn't easy to forgive. It is something that I have had to work on forever and a day, um, especially when you are really hurt inside. Um, it takes a minute to forgive, but you can do it. It's on your timetable. Just don't wait too long to start the process of forgiving someone or something. And grudges and anger and hurt feelings, if you don't start that process, start to affect your heart and your soul and your mind. And it weighs you down. And you don't need that. You need to be able to let those things go. I know that you know that there are the happily ever afters in fairy tales. Sometimes people get annoyed with that because sometimes you may be thinking that your life right now is far from happily ever after. And maybe you're wondering, I don't know if I'll ever have my happily ever after. So I kind of want to switch it around. Think of, if you have one, your favorite fairy tale story. Think of the main character of the story. It could be a princess. It could be a peasant. It even might be a mermaid or a milkmaid, a ruler or a servant. Dieter F. Uchtdorf said this quote about happily ever afters. He said, you will find one thing that all of these main characters have in common. They must overcome adversity. Sandwiched between their once upon a time and their happily ever after, they've experienced hard times. In stories as in life, adversity teaches us things we cannot learn otherwise. Adversity helps to develop a depth of character that comes in no other way. End quote. So I don't know if you caught that. I'm going to say this, just this one part one more time. Sandwiched between your once upon a time and your happily ever after, you will experience hard times. You may be in that boat right now. That may be you. It comes in waves, right? So, Each of you are in all stages of life. You're on your own journey. You're in your own story. You could be 102 or you could be 22. You have a beginning of your once upon a time and you do have your happily happily ever after. Happily ever afters will happen. I know that. They may not come in this life, but they will come in the next. And in the middle of it, sandwiched between it, is when we have to have those adversity to help develop that strength of character of who we are. And so I want to read this last quote from Cinderella just to reemphasize about how we can do today 
and tomorrow and the next week and be able to live in the moment of today. Cinderella herself says this, have courage and always be kind for where there is kindness, there is goodness and where there is goodness, there is magic, but change magic to miracles. So I want to say that again with the different little words. Put your name in. Say it to yourself. So, Brittany, have courage and always be kind. For where there is kindness, there is goodness. Where there is goodness, there is miracles. My sweet friends, life is not easy. And as the days go on, I think it's going to get harder. However, we can do this every single day by having the courage we need to always be kind to those around us, those who don't agree with us or have different opinions. We can always, always, always be kind. And like I said before, it may take some courage to do it, but you can do it. I know if you do those things that you will continue on your journey in your own story to having an everlasting, eternal happiness and joy. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have an amazing day and we'll see you soon.